0: friends, we are here to break the boundaries between your yoga teachers and you. Welcome to Conversations with Yogis, just a few teachers having a chat over coffee, all things yoga and real life. We're your hosts, Ashley and Melinda.
1: Yes, we wanted to start our podcast with so you know where we came from, know what we've been how we got here, and I think it's a good way to start So introducing ourselves. Today, I will be introducing Ashley. I'm going to be asking her a few questions. I would say her last name, but I'm not very good at it, so maybe I'll let her do it.
0: My last name is Erin. Everybody gets it wrong. They're like, Aharns, Erns, like... Something like that. It's like me
1: when I'm like saying, oh, I'm teaching a um, yoga retreat with Ashley Arons, um, and then continue because <laughs> <on." laughs> it's a little bit easier to get away. Is that
0: what you do? Yes, it's like,
1: Ashley Arons, and I was like, I hope no one heard it's wrong, and they're like, who, Ashley Arons? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I have lost a hard last name, but yours is just because of the pronunciation.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: yes, let's hear about you. So you're from Canada.
0: Yeah. Um. So I'm from Canada. I moved to London in 2015, March 2015. So I guess that's just over eight years, if my math is correct. Yes. Can't believe I've been here for that long. It's been a wild ride and moved really fast. Um. I'm from Cal- around Calgary, specifically Red Deer, Alberta, if anyone is familiar with that. Canadian geography and locations. (laughs) It's very country, it's very like blue collar, redneck, and those are my roots. Well, that's good. Country vibes. And uh, did you start practicing in Canada or somewhere else? Yeah, I started practicing in Canada in uh, 2010 or maybe 2009. I forget exactly when I went because I don't really count. The first time I went to yoga is my beginning of yoga because I never stuck with it. The uh, first time I went to yoga, I was working at um, the Cross Cancer Institute, which is a research hospital for cancer in Edmonton, Alberta, where I went to university. I graduated with a genetics degree and was doing a thesis afterwards and then ended up in the clinical trials department at the the Cross Cancer Institute. Impressive. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's impressive for me, but you didn't stop with it then, I guess. No. No, I I found it like a little um monotonous day to day doing experiments and mm. I did a lot of pipetting and it was giving me carpal tunnel syndrome and uh working with radioactive isotopes which I was concerned about as a young female um absorbing it or Yeah, I can if you are exposed to a lot of radiation, it can affect your fertility and a lot of your of your health. So I, um, yeah, I wasn't loving it. And then when I moved into clinical trials, I remember one of the ladies I worked with, she asked me to go to a yoga class with her and sign up for a big Guinness course. And I guess, yeah, I should really thank her. Her name's Lindsay. It was a... I think it was a five week course like every Wednesday and Okay, so it's a all deal in, so it's no going out. You have to it's a core cool course. So did you do all the classes? No. Oh. <laughs> I think I did the first two. <laughs> did yeah. you not like it or I didn't like it?
1: Fair enough. Um uh, so that's your first experience of yoga like you were not really sure you liked this. Do you know no. why
0: or was yeah. there reason? reason? I remember it was really hard, like downward dog I found excruciating. Mm. Even even child's pose, like I was so stiff, and I just found it really, I don't know, weird, and I thought they were praying, I thought the Om was a bit weird, I'm like, these people are in a cult, and <laughs> this is very bizarre, because I came from such a strict science background,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was just a lot of, I don't know, spiritual talk, which I wasn't comfortable with, because I was at that time, you know, in, into... Atheism, and I was reading a lot of oh, what's his name, Richard Dawkins. Mm, okay. Yeah, I was like really into reading his, his books. books on atheism. I'm like, yeah, this is me. I totally resonate with this. Okay. I am not into religion. I don't believe there's any, um, like afterlife or anything. It was very like we're cells, we are matter. We decompose at the yeah. end of our life. And then when yeah. I went to yoga, and they were, I. Doing things that I associated with religion, I was a bit put off yeah. with it. And to be to be honest, like I skipped the third and fourth and fifth classes because I was just tired after work and I didn't really want to go because I found it too too hard. Well, I think there's so many people are like that that um, they go. They think it's like
1: a region or is it just uh, stretching, or is a bit too much spirituality? So I think so many people go to yoga and then they. They find these kind of things. That's why depend on what teacher you go to. Yeah. And also it's hard because uh, people just go like, "Oh, this will be easy." And like, "Oh, actually, yeah, this is not easy." And no, any, and you can't do so many things, and it makes you feel self conscious. So I think it can be very intimidating, especially if you've never done it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm. So did you go back to practice after, or how how did you got go back to? Yeah. Get back.
0: Well, that's an interesting. Event, events there. I was still working at the Cross Cancer Institute, and one of the girls there, um, another girl named Jess, she started getting really into yoga at this one place in Edmonton called the Sattva School of Yoga. Mm. Or I think it was called the Yoga Loft at, at um, the beginning when I went there, and then they rebranded eventually. Mm. So I was going through a really personal tough time. I Uh, was in a bit of a downward spiral and I knew from my science background that if you exercise you create endorphins and it makes you feel good about yourself so I started going to the gym or trying to and I'd be like running on the treadmill and I'd have a million thoughts in my mind and just trying to get out of my head really and the the gym it wasn't providing that for me because I was alone in the gym, and I was just by myself, with was my thoughts, and anyway, long story short, it just wasn't helping, yeah, and then I went for a coffee, or a tea date with my friend Jess, and I'm like, oh, this is really weird, like, usually we would have a cocktail or a glass of <laughs> wine, and I'm like, fine, yeah, I'll go up for a tea date, and she told me that I should try yoga, because it makes you happy, mm. and I was thinking about my first experience I'm like oh I don't know and like how would yoga make you happy like I don't really understand like how, yeah. why is it different than exercise and she's like actually I promise you like it really 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 does work yeah and so I went back to it was actually the same place but I didn't take the beginner's course I just hopped into a regular class Excellent, yeah. and I don't know after after moving and breathing and like being so challenged in it I felt really good after and I think yeah. what what changed for me from the first experience is that we were moving a bit faster and I didn't have to hold the downward dog as long yeah
1: so <laughs>
0: yeah and and I just even though I couldn't do anything I was so weak
1: mm.
0: I was so inflexible like I didn't know my left and my right I never really ever no exercised does. too much like I I didn't really know how to use the, the gym equipment at this point Uh, Well, I still don't. And um, (laughs) I went to this class, and I felt amazing afterwards. I'm like, what have these people done to me? Like, I actually do feel really good. Yeah. And it piqued my interest and got me curious, and I, I just kept going back. And I remember signing up. I was still quite broke at this time, like, just coming out of university, and I signed up for a morning challenge where you could pay after I, I forget the exact amount but it was quite affordable Yes, and you could go to yoga every morning monday to friday at
1: six forty-five
0: a.m or something of and i'm like speech. right i'm gonna do this i set myself that goal and i tried my best i don't think i make it made it to every single one
1: Yeah,
0: but i made a commitment to myself i'm like i'm going to do this and i would go you know to yoga and then afterwards I would feel amazing I'd show up at work and I'd feel like a brand new person that's so your foyer of the day yeah and without any coffee or anything and I remember <laughs> being the first person at the office after yoga and I'd, I'd be like hey good morning how are you and they're like Ashley tone it down <laughs> it's too early and I haven't had coffee yet and I'm like, oh, you gotta go to yoga in the morning. It's changed my life, and nice. and the rest is history, basically, from that. Yeah, my first teacher, Jade, was the one who really got me going into it consistently. Like I really appreciated her because I didn't know what I was doing. I would love to hear from her what my practice looked like in those <laughs> early days, but she, you know, she never gave up on me she always welcomed me into the space even though I was probably late for class most of the time oh, and I used would help me with uh, postures like yeah. headstand and like fun things like pigeon pose and then uh, king pigeon pose not the full thing at the beginning but <laughs> I
1: was like that's quite advanced for first classes
0: yeah well it was it was a month progression I'd see other people doing things and then that Trying. i'm like i want to do that that looks amazing yeah and everything just felt so good in my body and there's so much to work towards mm. and yeah so that's where the beginning
1: started well that i think that's a good thing about yoga you go there without actually knowing anything but then you still see the different kind of practices around you and it inspires you to go keep going to keep going and then you want to understand more and want to understand what the hell am i doing yeah so when did you decide to be a teacher or do a teacher training
0: I decided, um, probably a year and a half in to practicing. So it wasn't a long time, but I think at this point I had lived in Australia for a while and then came back to Canada and that's when, um, all of this transformation was starting to happen with yoga and feeling really good and started to notice how what I ate affected my body and my practice and my mental health and I you know start started drinking a little bit less I when I was younger I drank quite a lot I partied a lot and I wanted to ask like what, what were you, where were you in your life like
1: were you in a place at this stage or yeah. or not very good stage. Well what
0: got me into yoga at the very beginning was um just feeling really lost in my life and I was like I said I party a lot like a lot a lot. Yeah. And I recognized that this path was not going anywhere good. Yeah. And I felt miserable. Yeah. If I was sober basically.
1: And destroying yourself rather than nourishing and taking care of yourself. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And my, my, uh, I think the big thing for me, like when I was in university, my dad died when I was 23. Oh, yeah, so and that was the most shocking, profound experience I've ever had in my life. That feeling of like complete loss and like part of your soul almost leaves your body like like, it's hard it's impossible to describe unless you've experienced it yourself and I just Mm -hmm. felt like part of me was gone and I can talk about it okay now because it's been 15 years but yeah that and then a number number of other events like not loving my job path and then feeling like Lost with that, like I, d- I didn't know where I wanted to go with the genetics degree. I didn't love the research. I didn't see myself becoming a PI in a lab uh, or doing my PhD. And then I moved to Australia to work on my masters, and I had a, I had a boyfriend there. And when we broke up, I realized I didn't have any friend circle there, and I had been there for almost two years, and I just felt really, really lonely oh. and down and then I ended up moving back to Canada and getting my well I felt home when I was back in Canada which I was missing in Australia Yes. Yeah. and then I started working as a receptionist at a place and I I was just like felt kind of lost I guess because I was doing a job uh, way below my educational qualifications. And just doing it for the money and just do something, not actually
1: wanting to be there. Yeah. Especially on Gage, it's, it's
0: hard. Yeah, I, th- I was think I was, like, 26 at this time, too. So I was, like, approaching 30, and I, I felt like, holy shit, like, I am not doing anything with my life. Like, what am I actually doing? And this is when all the yoga started to enter my life and yes. the healing because I needed it. And then the inspiration for going to yoga teacher training was – how the practice had totally changed my life and in my view had saved me. Yeah. Because I didn't like it I didn't know what if I had continued down the path I was going down, where would I end up? Like it was I was concerned. Yeah, and leading down
1: the paths of like addiction or any even more destroying us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So that's what prompted me to go into to do my teacher training because I, I had to share this practice with people and like this practice changed yes. my life. It saved me. It made me look at the world differently and actually take care of my body and love myself and yes. be able to be more open and compassionate. Mm. And yeah, yeah, that led me to that. Yeah, no, that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here. Yeah, and so you didn't even do any other exercises. Why? Why do you think yoga is the type of exercise that you've chosen, or is there any reason you think?
0: uh just how it made me feel
1: yeah
0: yeah like I was saying before being on the treadmill I was in my head weights were boring I didn't really know what I was doing and it was solitary like even yoga is solitary you're in a group setting and that dedication to being in the class for an hour however long you're there it carries you through it and it makes you it makes you stay there and put the hard work in
1: yeah
0: and the yoga center the sattva school of yoga they had classes where they they taught yoga asana for an hour movement and then you had shavasana and then you had breathing and meditation afterwards and i hated the breathing and meditation so (laughs) much i hated it like i could barely sit up my body was in so much pain
1: being seated
0: out. I'm like oh god how long is this like I peek open like this teacher still talking when are we done like how much longer and I couldn't sit with myself I couldn't sit with my thoughts yeah but being forced into that and like feeling <laughs> like I couldn't leave the room made me start to appreciate it and I think that's where the the magic started to happen is putting a bit more effort into the breathing and meditation after the practice Yes, and feeling like you were high afterwards, well, yes, but natural you can, high.
1: You can feel like it. It's like when it, in, I'm not a big singer or, or when you go chanting and then after that you feel high yeah. and you feel so elevated. It's, it's quite amazing. It's powerful. I think the group energy lifts you up. It's quite powerful and amazing. But also it shows us that how... Um, the things that challenge us, the the things we actually need. So your body was like, oh, this is shit. But I'll stay, stick to it. So Mm. let's go sticking to it. And uh, is there any practice you prefer or if there would be one practice you could choose for the rest of your life? What would it be? Ashtanga. Ashtanga. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about Ashtanga right behind us. Oh, (laughs) yeah, a big poster. Yeah. Okay, Ashtanga. Would you do all the series or just want the primary series or Um. the series?
0: Well, I'm working into the intermediate now. I, I don't have like grandiose um, no. wants or desires to do like fourth and fifth series. Okay, very the, good. <laughs> the um, postures you can explore in the rocket sequence, which I know is kind of not the S. method where you have to work Better. together. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, but um, when, when I started yoga, I was doing sattva yoga, so the, the yoga, breathing and meditation. And it was dynamic vinyasa yeah. and quite similar to Ashtanga where you did some salutations and then standing sequence, balancing postures, floor postures, backbend and like a closing sequence. I went to that because I was practicing Ashtanga and I hurt my yeah. knee really badly and mm. tore, I think, an insertion point of my hamstring of one leg. Oh, and I good. couldn't do lotus anymore. Like I could barely, I couldn't even do tree pose. And then I found I I went back to the sattva. Yeah. Because it was something that I could still do without injury. I just had to work with it. And then I could learn new postures and stuff. Like in Ashtanga, I felt really stuck. I felt like I was never gonna be able to do Mary Chasana D and you're not allowed to go past it. Yeah, progress. So sattva introduced me to different
1: Postures.
0: postures. And And then I moved to London afterwards, and the yoga, it's just a bit more intense here. Oh, definitely. I mean, London (laughs) is just intense, right? So, like, obviously the yoga is going to be more intense. Yeah. And then I found Dharma, I found Rocket, and with those, I love the intensity because I got so strong, I got to try a bunch of things that I wouldn't have in Ashtanga or Sava unless I, like, continued with the sequence forever yeah and then I went back to Ashtanga eventually, and that's what I mostly practice now because it just after practicing for fourteen years, it just makes sense to me. It feels good in my body. Yes. like I've done the work of opening and then coming back to it where it's more subtle energies is um, in Ashtanga for me personally. Yeah. And that's where I like to to go to to practice and find grounding.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well thank you very much for sharing all this. Thank you. Um
1: yes, we will be back with more because I've already touched base on the scene in London and I think we have so much to share about like how to be a yoga teacher in London and just talking about a bit more yoga. So we will be back with more episodes and
0: And you. Melinda's interview too. Yes. Oh you can So do. we switch roles. I'll be the interviewer, you'll be the interviewee, so stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thanks guys
1: thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us and share it with your friends. Until next time.